William out to take the corner. Up go the heads are back off the bar. It's in now. It's Rhys James off the bench, the 19-year-old. What a night at Stamford Bridge. Unbelievable. And the teenager that Frank Lampard has so much faith in has repaid it in the Champions League. Chelsea fall, Ajax fall, whatever next. What a finish from the young man. What is going on, guys? We are back for another episode of the Blue Crew podcast, episode 39. And we are still waiting for Thomas Tuchel to lose a game as Chelsea manager. And we're still waiting for Chelsea to concede an actual goal from an opponent um, with Tuchel as the manager. Yeah, it's pretty good. Although an uneventful game against Newcastle last night. I think hopefully we're going to be able to draw this out long enough to keep ourselves entertained for about 45 minutes. And the two people tasked with doing that alongside me are Luca and OJ on the other side of this computer screen. How are you both doing today? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good after yesterday. We're pretty happy again into the top four. Yeah, especially into the top four. Hopefully we, we stay there until the end of the season. That'd be nice. The mood is good. Do you both agree good. that if Liverpool were a serious club, they'd get rid of Jurgen Klopp? <laughs> Well, Bad I don't know about that one. But... No, I don't know. Um, Draw that one. Yeah, it's a difficult situation, I think, Liverpool at the moment. But we're not here to talk about Liverpool. We're here to talk about Chelsea and how fucking sick we are. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So, so true. There's nothing to complain about right now, is there? Well, saying that, I think we're, I've got one topic which we might moan about. But yeah. It's just things are just going well. Things are just going well right now. Um, so let, let's start from the top. Timo Werner scored a goal. He scored. He scored yes. a goal. And it wasn't against the lower Come league on. opposition. It was against somebody just better than lower league opposition in Newcastle. <laughs> but I don't care. I don't care. The German has done it. How good does it feel to see that man happy again? Oh, it felt so good. I mean, he had that chance... Um... Where he, I think it was Alonso, like headed it back across the goal, and he had to like stretch and like toe poke it, and it went just wide. And I was like, oh, what does this guy have to do to get a goal? And then he had that. There was a ball in from Hudson Odoi, I think, and he took it first time, and it went just over the bar. And I was like, oh, like it's just never gonna, it's never gonna happen. But then, once you punch Timo Werner in the face, he turns into a different man. <laughs> You, you won't know, like him when he's angry. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He drew blood Timo Werner turns into KSI Drogba. <laughs> <laughs> turns into FIFA 13 Dumbia. And just starts you rinsing just, everybody. Just cannot stop this man. Oh, incredible. honestly, when he missed... When he, when, when he put uh, that ball over the top of the bar, sorry. I just okay. thought, there's a magnet. There's something genuinely going on here. They just won't let him score. It's never going to happen. I was nervous when he uh, when he had that shot that Darlow tried to claw off the line because you saw the look on his face, like, had it gone in? And then the ref gave it, and then obviously VAR looked at it. So you thought for him, what the hell? If this gets disallowed, this is just like, his luck is just not, it's just not going his way. But then they gave it and everybody just started running towards him and it was just a fantastic feeling. Just, oh, bless him, honestly. And now the You're goals happy. are going to come. Now the goals are going to come because realistically, he has been playing better. Oh, yeah, um, he's been really good. In the sort, yeah. 
they what he actually looked and as well getting the assist for the first goal it was actually a bit of sauce there he's taken on two players and i think gary neville described him well he, he um he said he's he's a bit like sterling in that burst of pace just to get past his man and i feel like he could become almost like sterling under guardiola because tuchel apparently at psg changed mbappe's role and was like just stand in the six yard box and we'll feed you the ball. Yeah. And this is what he needs to do. Get the easy goals. Sterling stat padded like 20 goals a season just from standing in the six yard box waiting for someone to cut it back to him. At the back post. Just yeah. get, let's get Werner. Let's just get Werner the easy goals. He's going to score them. And I like that. I do think that he's not, he's not your natural striker. He's not your natural winger. He is absolutely in between. He's like a half nine, half 10, half winger. And I think Tuchel said he plays best in the double nine as well. Three halves there. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's what he is. He's just right, <laughs> right in the middle of all of them. Right in the middle. And in a if he if he, he Tuchel was basically again, I'm just gonna go on a little Tuchel rant because I love the man because of the way he speaks. I think I tweeted it. Once again, he's told us straight away, he's come out and he said he's best right here, and he described it double nine with a big man, with a Tammy, with a Giroud, potentially with a Kai. And you just think Yes, I know what he wants from Timo Werner. I can finally start judging him. And yeah. I don't know, it just makes me happy. It just makes me happy to know that's what he's going to do and to know that he can do it. Mm. Yeah, it was him and Mount behind Tammy early on and they just looked really good. I don't, I don't want to say like as a three, but because they weren't playing as a three. But if you see what I mean, like the way that they move together and the way that they work together, it was just really, really nice to watch. I thought Timo grew into the game. I thought Mount had a... I mean, obviously we know that the quality that Mount possesses, but it was a quiet game from him, even though he played some great passes. It was... He didn't really stand out last night, probably because it was more of a, a team. I think Kovacic played really well last night. I saw a lot of praise for him oh, uh, yeah. on Twitter last night. He was really strong. I mean, defensively, we were really good. Um, I'm not sure how many shots Newcastle had in the end, but it wasn't a lot. And once again, we just we looked so much better than we did against Barnsley. We, we that first half we controlled it so so perfectly. Um, I would say probably the best half of football I think I've seen Chelsea play against anyone this season. That, first, that first half, half against yeah. Newcastle was just Pro- probably up there with the Spurs one, isn't it? Yeah. You can't forget the Spurs one, but yeah, absolutely. We've scored the two goals. We've done, we wanted to be clinical. We've got the lead. We realistically weren't going to lose the game from that position. And we've spoken about pretty much most of the forward players. As you say, Mount wasn't as influential. But the two things I would say, number one, Werner, he's got the confidence to keep on getting on the ball. And he's looking more fluid on the ball now. He's not. He still makes mistakes. He'll still take a bad touch. He'll still pass the ball. And you think, what are you doing, Timo? But he's looking a lot more confident now on the ball. I've seen him a fair few times do that little dart down the left-hand side and cross it on his left foot. He did it two or three times against Sheffield. He got the assist for Mount. He did it against Spurs, putting them across goal. And you just think, this is what he does now. We're now starting to see Werner come into himself and make his own role in the team. Um, But other than that, Luca, OJ hinted on it. He talked about Kovacic and Jorginho. I think Jorginho is now starting to play with a bit more confidence on the ball. He's actually starting to turn on the ball. A few little shimmies here, a shoulder drop. He looks less like a stick on the ball and more like someone with a bit more 
dribbling ability more, to me. A bit more adventure in him. Yeah, for sure. It's not just it's not just safe passes. It's like expressing himself, kind of thing. And I think uh, that kind of makes sense, really, considering Tuchel Tuchel said. Uh, I think we discussed it a couple of episodes ago that it's not just the players shouldn't just listen to what the manager says and just follow that instruction. It's to sort of like express themselves and decide for themselves what's the best decision to make. So I think he's he's he must have taken that on board and is, is just. He's playing better now. It's it's a lot more it's a lot more fluid with Jorginho in the team than it was, and it's it's good to see. I think. And Kovacic, I just I, last night I had no words for him. I thought he was superb from like the first yeah. minute to when he came off. He was just he was out muscling players, doing that ridiculous drip that that dribble that he does between like players to get out of the space and just spread the play was just superb. So I think that I think it's that midfield too is is there to stay for a while. I think as long as I keep doing it. I think maybe against a bigger team they lack defensively, but that's why we've got two wing backs and three centre backs. You know, their job isn't to do that. And also, we're looking a lot better in transition with Kovacic. He's, as you say, he's dribbling past the press, which Newcastle sort of half offered yesterday, which almost helped us a little bit. I thought all round it was a great performance. You're thinking maybe Mount was possibly even the worst player. On the pitch for Chelsea, I think Alonso <laughs> wasn't particularly special, but you're sort of thinking a six and a half out of ten was, was the lowest rating. Everyone else was just like, yeah, they were good, they were really solid. There's yeah. nothing you can pick on. Obviously, we're going to pick out Werner. Potentially, talk about Tammy Abraham because he was given his chance. He actually looked quite lively as well. Um, how uh, for however long he was on the pitch for? I think twenty minutes. And you really felt this was his chance to go and cement that position. And I don't think Giroud has cemented his position either, but down to injuries, he's going to play. But I like it. I just like this idea of what we've got. Two up front, sort of the two inside forwards. It's just looking really good, and surely we're going to continue that for a bit now. Yeah, what what did you think of Giroud's performance? Because I thought when he came on, he, he actually he had one of his better games, I think. He, was, he got the goal, he was in the right place at the right time for the goal, just in front of this, by the six-yard box, just put it in and then throughout the game he was doing what he does best just holding off players taking some elbows to the ribs which is just yeah. which just shows that which just shows that he's a nuisance for most players and I think that with Abraham out I think Werner and Giroud will probably be a an intro it'll be interesting to see how he develops with Werner going forward because we when Tuchel came in it was kind of it was a bit bit strange for Giroud because he wasn't they weren't complimenting each other but now that performance yesterday I think that 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 could be that could flourish a bit now. If you get some I game think time. it'll be interesting against Southampton because they will be a bigger test. They will press and look to be more active on the ball. I still think with Giroud, we look a bit one-dimensional. I think Giroud offers less than other players when he's not scoring, but obviously he's scoring. Um, but I also think under Lampard, we struggled to play through the middle a lot, so we could only use Giroud's heading ability. Whereas under Tuchel, we look like we can play through the middle. Other than the fact I beg we offer more creativity and would shoot more, I would worry potentially that if Kovacic is going to pass the ball into Giroud and get a layoff, he's never going to shoot. So I feel like we need we still need a bit more there. And I worry that if Giroud is just going to be rebounding balls off to Kovacic and Jorginho, we are still going to look a little bit maybe blunt in attack. Mm. But that's where it comes down to Mount and whoever's the other inside forwards to sort of take it upon themselves to make that extra pass. 
But mm. if Giroud is the striker starting up front with Timo Werner, I'm not complaining. He's one of the best in the world at doing what he does still. Yeah, I agree. I mean, OJ hit the you spoke about players shooting more. OJ hit the nail on the head yesterday in the chat when he sent that voice note about Callum, can Callum Hudson-Odoi just shoot the ball? And it was like, you can't, you can't be more right, to be fair. There was, there was that moment in the first half when he was on the edge of the box and he had about two players in front of him. And he, he, there was space for him to shoot, but he just... It's like there's no confidence in him to shoot from range. He just like shimmied and then just like just it just ended the chance and it was like oh it's frustrating but OJ was it's pretty like pretty spot on. Yeah, it's like he's being told not to shoot because he does everything, creates the space, and then just doesn't do it. Yeah, there was a point where he was on the edge of the of the uh, eighteen yard box and he cuts in, um, shimmies, shimmies, shimmies a third time loses or not loses the chance to shoot lays off for Kovacic who clearly doesn't want the ball and the Kovacic has to like p-roll it into a Newcastle defender because he's suddenly had an opportunity of like oh god I don't want this ball and it just really wasted the chance and that was it was at that point where I was just like can you please just shoot the ball like have a shot on goal I mean James came on down the right hand side I think and he had a shot in the first he, 30 he, seconds. He had a shot straight away. He came on, drove, had a shot, he took a deflection. It was a good save. You just think, Callum, just shoot. Just, just score goals. Please, yeah, Callum. You're doing everything but scoring right now. And he is. He's looking yeah. so comfortable and so aggressive mm-hmm. and so key as a right wing back, as a right forward, as a fluid striker, whatever word you want to give him. He, he looks good everywhere at the moment. And he works his bollocks off right now defensively. Yeah, you saw him tracking back lows yesterday, more than I think I've seen him since Tuchel came in. Especially uh, against he, Sam Max as well. Yeah, it was him and uh, him and Dave were just shutting that guy down so hard. And uh, it, was, it was great to see. I think, as well, we haven't really spoken about Dave enough. He looks... We were worried about him. Let's be honest, at right back, we were worried. We don't want to see him at right back. No. He looks absolutely phenomenal in centre-back again. He looks as solid in 1v1s as he ever has. He looks yep. comfortable bringing the ball up with cover behind him. Even if he is going out to the right-back, right-hand side to provide whip, he looks good. He look... Tuchel has got the best out of Azpilicueta as he has out of anyone on this team. He's playing just as well as anyone else, in my opinion. But because we've not come up against a real test, we're not exactly seeing it as much. But he deserves so much credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. He was my player of the season last season, and it really pained me to see him not not fail, but like not play to the heights that we've seen him in previous years. And he was just getting outpaced everywhere. It, people were leaving him for dead, and it was just like, ah, oh, like not like this. Don't end like this, please. Well, we Tuchel were talking about him looking like Ivanovic. Player. Yeah, Tuchel's come in and he's just a di- he's just a different player, different player. He looks like Conte as Pelicueta. That's exactly what I was about to say. And that was four years he- ago. Yeah, like, like we're not just we're not just harping on about it because it's the same position, but he looks that good again. Mm. He's been so far. Obviously, it's been five games, but that's that's how good he looks. And one of the other main talking points from last night was. The man behind Aspilicueta, behind the defence, Tuchel opted to stick with Kepa for this game, 
And before the game, everyone was a little bit like, oh, God, was this Marina? What does this mean for the future? I mean, let's have take your guys' take before the game and then mm-hmm. after the game because of what Tuchel said post-game, which we'll talk about in a minute. Before mm. the game, what were your thoughts? I mean, when I saw the team sheet, I was looking looking at the team and I was like, where's Mendy? And then I saw, saw Kepa's name on the sheet and I was like, well, what's this all about then? And I, I scrolled down and he was just, just, Mendy was just on the bench and I thought, well, this could be interesting. And I thought, well, why has this happened? And I I thought, I think we all probably thought this is some kind of, it's not probably wholly Tuchel's decision. It's the board's decision to get the confidence back up, give him a, get his value back up. Sort of like what people said uh, Lampard did with Rudiger before before he left. And uh, yeah, he played well against Barnsley, a couple of shaky moments. But I mean, you can't say that he didn't maybe deserve to start against Newcastle. I think I think he deserved it. He He deserves a bit of a, a break from all the, the abuse he's getting. Obviously, he's been getting abused on social media as well, which is absolutely, which is absolutely shocking in my opinion. I don't know what people are thinking, but I was confused. But when the game started, I sort of felt a bit more comfortable. And we all know what he's capable of. He can produce good performances, and I think I know Mendy's still first choice. But I think it was good to give Kepper a game like that just to get his confidence back up because he's a good goalkeeper. We know what he can do, but right now it's a bit it's a bit rough for him the time, and I think. Yeah, it was, it was. I think it was a good time to play him, but it was also confusing to see him start. I tell you what, I I asked was doing the washing up after tea last night. I realised it was quarter past seven. I said, "Oh, Hannah, can you give me the Chelsea team up?" And she read it out and she went, "Oh, Risa Balaga, Aspilicueta." And I went, "Wait, no, 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 you got the wrong team sheet. This isn't the one." And she goes, "No, no, Risa Balaga." And and I went, "I went, Kepa is starting." And I ran, I was I was just in the kitchen going, "Kepa's starting. Why is Kepa starting?" I was so confused. And I completely agree, Luke. It's stank, absolutely stank of Marina. Um, <laughs> And I think to some extent, it probably was Marina. Um, but Tuchel is a wise man. Tuchel's a wise man. And he's come out. And whether Marina wants Kepa to start or not, he's come out and said, no, look, Mendy's my first choice. Mendy's going to be the keeper going forward. And if the board think that they can piss about with Tuchel, then they really haven't done any of their homework. Because this man won't budge. Like He's not going to change like that. OJ take it away before I start getting angry. I, uh, look, I think before the game, the first, well, my first reaction was that I saw Luca put in the group chat, why is Kepa starting? And I thought he was joking. I didn't actually think he was being serious. So I immediately went to Twitter to look at the team sheet. I have to admit, I wasn't, as skeptical as I think you might have been, Tom, or like not as worried. I don't. Skeptical is probably the wrong word. Like I, I don't think I was as like horrified at, <laughs> at Kepa starting as you were. But of course, that that is the question in in your mind when you see it is why Mendy has been so good, so reliable as of late. Why why switch it up? And. It's just not, you don't want it to create that controversy of, it's not the position that you really want to be messing around with. It's like, Petacek is an I, like, ideal example of someone who literally like kept his defence together and were like, and was so like reliable behind that back four 
like I don't know, two like fifteen years ago. We need someone to be like that, and you can't have that if, especially now that there's a new manager coming in and there's a new system, you can't have messing around with your defence because it will just fall apart. I mean, I feel like I'm waffling, but I don't really know where I'm going with this. But I think that if you keep swapping Mendy and Kepa, then it's not going to help the team like melt. Help the- and it's, <laughs> and it's not going to help. It's not going to help the, like the keeper either. No, exactly. Because I look back and think other than Kepa's first season, which he played well in under Sarri until that Carabao Cup game. And then he was benched for a game and Caballero came in, kept a clean sheet against Spurs as punishment. And everyone was like, holy shit, Kepa's literally never going to play for the club again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Kepa was in again at the weekend after. And then Kepa was poor since then, basically. And I just think it never helps a keeper to be in and out of a team. You either need confidence or you need time away from the team. And right now, De Gea hasn't got either of those at United. He's been in and out every now and then. And I think Kepa last season under Lampard, he was in and out. He was being yo-yoed. It was like, ah, Lampard would give Kepa some confidence, but then one bad performance and he's straight back out of the team. I like that Tuchel has come out and clarified that Mendy is my number one. This was a good chance to get Kepa some confidence and to show him. But as long as Tuchel's managed that well with Mendy and has made it absolutely clear and keeps that promise... There's no problem. Obviously, it is a risk because Kepper is, I'm going to use the phrase flight hazard, but he, he can cost you. You know, he, he can run away and basically leave you stranded. As long as Mendy's back in and keeps playing, like Tuchel said, I don't see a problem here. I think it's a, it is a chance to build up Kepper's confidence. But as long as he's been honest and told them and managed it well, I think it's a good, good move. It was Newcastle. He was always going to, he was never going to be tested too much. And what he did yesterday, he did well. A really good save um, from Willock's header. Came out and dealt just about with corners. Passing out the back, I'm convinced his kicking has gotten weaker. I think he's struggling to kick to the halfway line. I noticed it against Barnsley and I felt like when he kicks the ball, it was almost flat. I don't know. It just felt. It just felt like he didn't. It just felt like he didn't have the power to get the ball. Anyway, that's probably just me, but. It was a strange one. It's unorthodox, let's be honest. But Luca, you labelled it elite man management, didn't you? I did, yeah. It's great. Just coming out after the end of the match and people are gonna be like, Oh god, what's he doing? Is Mendy gonna is Kepper back in like permanently or is Mendy gonna be benched? It's what's gonna happen? And then Tuchel, as you said, comes out and goes, Right, I'm telling you straight now, Mendy is my number one going forward. So that just immediately that just brings an element of serenity to the Chelsea fan base and just sell, tells everyone, you know. There's no need to worry. Mendy is the number one. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, if he's noticing that Kepa needs that moment of confidence, fair play. I like that. He's seen it. He's not scared to give him the chance as well. And he's saying, to, you know, Mendy, give him a mental break for a game. Yeah, fair play. Why not? I wouldn't say it would be the top of my list of things to do, but it's worked. We don't need to overreact now. Um. Moving swiftly onwards, one of the complaints that Tuchel might have at the moment is that we aren't killing games off. Arguably, 2-0 up at home against Newcastle at halftime, the game is done. But 
you never know. And it's that 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline, which is the truth. Why aren't we killing games off and scoring three and four? Because other than the Barnsley game and arguably the Wolves game, so we're looking at Spurs and Burnley in particular and last night, why aren't we scoring three, four, five goals? At minimum three. Because we're getting to two and then just, yeah, two will do. Why aren't we killing games? Um, I think maybe it's if I think maybe it's too cool saying, you know, if you feel like it's if you're in a confident space, just play the ball, like just play the game out. I mean, I don't necessarily. Obviously, I want our team to win. I don't know, 6 nil every week. It'd be great. But I'm not begging for us to score six goals. I'm happy with a 2-0 win. I'm not moaning. But Do you... I feel if... if I get what you're saying about having to kill games off. I think that will be true, especially if we get leads against bigger teams. You, like leads against your, your Burnleys and your Newcastles aren't going to be under threat as much as you lead against Manchester City's or your Manchester United's or your West Ham's, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's difficult. I think having that killer instinct, killing those games off, is good against bigger teams, but not necessarily against teams like Newcastle. So do you see it as a positive, then, that we... We up until the 80th minute where we sank back and basically said, come on then, if you're going to score, try and score. Do, is it a positive that we are able to just play games out almost in second gear? Because Tuchel said, second half, we just forgot to take risks. We weren't dribbling the ball forward, weren't keeping the ball in their half. Yeah. And obviously it's not what he wanted. It wasn't a style. Whereas under Conte, it very much was. It was take a lead, we'll sit back, we'll defend now. But under Tuchel, he clearly doesn't want it. Is it then, can you twist it? to be a positive that we are able to do it and control games? Because we did control gate the, the second half still yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I think it is a positive, definitely. Um, I think in the in the first 20 minutes of the second half, I don't think we had a shot. I think Newcastle had had five. Um, so I'm not really too worried. I mean, um, I, I would be worried if something like that happened against... A Manchester United, where we know they can punish lazy, not not lazy, but like you you want to take risks against those teams because if your risk pays off, then it pays off well, and that's important for um yeah that I don't know where I'm going, but uh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I keep losing my train of thought, but it's all right. You get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. It's yes. Yeah. We 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 want to we want to kill off games against bigger teams, but yeah, it's 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 important to not keep in that state of mind in that second half against Newcastle of okay, well we're, we're two goals up, we can we can just calm down a little bit now. You want to see Luka? the difference? Yeah, I mean I totally agree. I think now we're controlling games. It's it's something we're confident with. Something we weren't too something we weren't too good at earlier on in the season controlling games you know we were making stupid mistakes letting goals go in so I think Thomas Tuchel will be happy that we can control can control games and like hold them out like that second half was just to complete it was again most it was mostly us we were we were controlling the tempo really 
And I think, I don't, I'm not sure. I think, um, I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah, on the, um, on the topic of killing games off, I think that's still something we've got to, that's still something that's going to take a while to, uh, to work, I think, because right, I mean, up until now, our striker, no striker had scored under Thomas Tuchel until tonight, I don't think, in, well, before Tammy Abraham. So I think it's still a case of waiting for the for our forward men, the ones we're relying on to score goals, to kind of regain confidence. Because at the moment, we've just been relying on Azpilicueta and Alonso, which, which doesn't <laughs> seem too right, you know. So I think it's going to take time for us to to be able to really prove to everyone that we can kill games off. I think it's just a matter of a matter of waiting, really. So it really is just more a case of being more clinical and attackers clicking rather than a mentality issue. I think so, yeah. Mentality's fine. Mentality's definitely improved since Thomas Tuchel's come in. I feel like I'm slagging off everything we've done under Lampard, but it's clear there was an improvement. It's clear no. we've improved a lot under since Thomas Tuchel's come in, but yeah, I with what you said, I I'm I yeah. I completely I agree. All over the place as well. But yeah, I agree with what you said about killing games off and mentality. No, I completely agree, but and it's not slagging Lampard off because it's recognising what we wanted more from Lampard was tactical flexibility we wanted control we wanted certain things and it wasn't that we were moaning about it but we were saying look we need this because for the for the good of the team we need this do you also think that part of this not only three at the back and the fact that Tuchel clearly sees the game in a different way because he's seeing people to do different roles he's saying look Aspilicueta's best role is a centre back rather than a right back so why would I play him at right back and he's saying ah to uh to get the best out of the team in general. We're seeing it a different way. And that is probably mixing in with the way that we are approaching games to not necessarily kill them off. Do you think that is something designed in his mind for this season alone? Or do you think it's something that we will see next season? Like, we'd hope that we'll be better and more clinical next season. But is this sort of idea of we'll control things, use the experience, something, do you think he'll be limited? He's trying to do this season just to get through it, just to get the results right now. Is this more of a guaranteed result getter than uh, this is his style of football, this is how we're going to play? I think I'll be quick, so uh, I'll stop talking for a sec, but I think it's something, there was a post on Twitter I mentioned a while ago, a few days ago, actually, that um, somebody's predicted lineup. It was Travis from SW6. He did a he did a lineup, and some he put Alonso at left wing back. And I said, and somebody said, um, I prefer Chilwell in that role. And I thought, well, I don't know how you can prefer. I, I get that Chilwell, you prefer Chilwell as a left back overall to Alonso, but in a three at the back, is that really wise? Something that you're going to stick with in a time where results are kind of needed? I'd rather play a, a fully fledged left wing back who's in decent form over someone who's who's dropped off a bit. And I think that the fact that he's playing Alonso, just, I don't think he'd play Alonso if, if he wasn't planning to use three at the back in the future. I think this is no. sort of preparation for the following season, if you like. Yeah, I think it's something you're definitely going to use going forward. I can't see him scrapping three at the back at the end of the season and going to four at the back. This is something that he's clearly, he's clearly set on working with and it's, it's clicking, so I can't see him changing it for next season. And we've already discussed, he's not going to just stick with one formation. He said at half-time against Barnsley, look, I changed it and went to four at the back. I'd be surprised if we didn't change almost game to game next season. On the Chilwell thing, Alonso is the man in forms. It would be stupid not to play him. Like, we're going to play players that are on form. Um, 
Oh yeah, but right now I see shadows of Conte, not just formation, but also mentality in this sort of we can control games and see it out. But that is so far away from what Thomas Tuchel is. I wonder how we will look differently next season. But as a, it's a little bit pointless almost to, to hypothesise, isn't it, OJ? Yeah, I think. Look, I don't think Tuchel is. Obviously, he will be thinking about next season because we're coming towards the latter stages of the season. But I think his all of his focus now is what's going on right now, is how he can get the best out of all of his players right now. And I don't want to say like not worrying about the future, but it's not definitely not at the forefront of his plans. It's about do, getting what the board want, top four, and hopefully an FA Cup maybe yeah we'd like to see it um getting as far into the champions league as possible how far that is we don't know but um and just get getting good results from this season keep improving on off of last season um and i don't think he's he's looking towards next season i think it's a bit no i agree because i hope in Thomas Tuchel's mind, he's going, Marcus Alonso's not at the club next season. I don't want him anywhere near the club next season, but help me get to where I need to be for next season. And even Christensen, to an extent. I mean, some people have been sat there saying, oh, well, Christensen is good in the back three. Well, he is. I don't disagree with that, but that's no reason just to keep a player when there are players like Ampadu and Gerhi waiting to come in. I hope, as OJ says, Thomas Tuchel is in one-track mindset, get to the end of the season and do as well as we can. Do that. Let's just do that. And then we real bit, we rebuild in the summer with this incredibly talented group of players. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kai Havertz, scrap him off for the rest of the season if you don't think he's good enough. Don't play him in the hope that he plays well enough. Play the players you trust right now, Thomas. And then over the summer, you do you go ham. You <laughs> do whatever you want. To another. You, yeah, please, Tom. Come on. Listen to me. Come on. <laughs> I'm connecting. I'm connecting to him. I think I agree with you, OJ, there. I don't care what he does next season. I don't care what he does. But I still hope that a lot of the players that we're seeing right now, especially Marcus Alonso, nowhere near the team next year. I don't think Giroud will be at Chelsea next season either because I think he'll go in the summer. Because isn't his contract up in the summer anyway? So I think I think there will be lots of things change. Stuff like Werner's role, that won't change. But how to get the best out of the players, that, that, that will definitely, definitely change. But in certain parts of it he sees. In response to your question, do you think do you think we'll we'll stick with three at the back next season, or is it too early to say? Next season, I think we'll be a lot more flexible game by game because if Tuchel gets it his way, the players he has will have a pre-season being able to play different roles. So, okay. no, I don't. Is the answer? I don't think we'll be three at the back mainly next season, but it also wouldn't surprise me if we started it. Yeah, it could be anything. I genuinely. Have the confidence that it could be four two three one four three three four four two four triple two three five two three four three three four two one five two one two five two one two five three two because we all play FIFA here. That's you know, I think it could be any of them. I don't think he's got much of an eye on next season at all. Obviously, players like Mount Hudson Odoi, James, Thiago Silva to an extent, Werner Havertz, any positive CCs from these players that we know are going to be here next season. Yeah, that's all good. He'll remember that. 
But players like Alonso, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to sit here and go, ah, oh, you know what? Actually, Marcus Alonso is Roberto Carlos. I need him. <laughs> he just needs Marcus Alonso to get into the end of the season before telling him where to go. I hope. I hope. Uh, but we don't know. Um, can, I, can I bring up a subject? Always. So, at half time last night, uh, I heard oh, it was uh, Neville and Carragher in the studio. And they were looking at the penalty incident, which obviously Tammy Abraham was injured from. Um, and Gary Neville, I don't want to put words in Gary Neville's mouth, but he basically said Tammy's injured himself. Because uh, you look at the replay from the touchline camera, so like, uh, f- so you're looking at Tammy running towards you, and you can see he's not going for the ball as I think it's Lascelles comes from behind. He sticks his right leg out uh, into Lascelles' leg, which then gets trapped under his body. Um, and I just and I saw a few people on Twitter actually as well. Um, after the or like during the sort of VAR check and stuff like that, um, say that sort of Tammy's fault. That's not a penalty. I don't think it was a penalty anyway because he gets the ball. But it's people are saying, well, if Tammy's injured, that's sort of his own fault. I don't know what your take is on that, but I can. I, I think you're absolutely putting words in Gary Neville's mouth. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he was. I, I heard it, what he said, but I don't think he quite said Tammy's injured himself. Well, sure. I think he said that he's looking for the penalty and not looking for the ball. He's basically forced. Yeah. He's basically forced on himself to try and to try and win a penalty. He's put himself in a, in an awkward position. I can kind of yeah. see where he's, I can kind of see where Neville's coming from because he was talking about how players like to put their body in awkward positions so the defender doesn't have any choice but to like bash them over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that most players have probably got to risk nowadays to try and get decisions in this day and age. But I can see where Gary Neville's coming from for sure. But I don't think. I don't think Tammy Abraham's injured himself. He's sort of he's put himself in a situation and it's accidentally come to him basically stuffing his ankle up. Yeah, I, I think Tammy Abraham could do that a hundred times again and wouldn't get injured from it the same way. Because play as you say, Ojit, like players do that all the time. They always put their leg across to try and get the contact to be with their leg first. Yeah. Number one, I think it's absolutely not a penalty. I think it's a great tackle. Mm-hmm. If you can't make that tackle in football, then honestly it's a joke. Yeah. Um, I don't think Tammy could have done much more. I think fair play to Tammy. He's trying to be smart. He's un- I think he's just purely unlucky. He's got his body in the way. He's put his foot across. He's not artificially made the contact because the tackle was coming. It's a little bit different to when you hear the phrase like make the contact or get your body in the way. It's like you remember Ashley Young where he used to stick his leg in the way yeah. to trip over someone else. Tammy's not done that. He's not put his leg in the way to get tripped over. He's put his leg in the way to make a shield between him and the ball, a little bit like you would with your body, but he's done it with his foot. I think Tammy's done the right thing there, and I think he's unlucky, personally. I think it's a good tackle, but he's unlucky. You clearly disagree. Yeah, I just can't see any reason why he wouldn't just continue with the ball. He's literally in on goal. He's got a great opportunity to score. We know he can score on his left foot. He's done it before. He needs to take one touch and shoot. And that's it's, what he's... Either a, it's either a, a goal or it's a shot on target and Darlow saves it and it goes out for a corner. That, but, but that's and... what he's doing. His next t- that, that touch is setting him up for the shot. Yeah, but it's not set. I don't think it is setting him up for the shot because it goes 
his leg is so far away from the ball. It's it's just it just looks weird to me. I don't understand. I mean, I don't like players forcing contact for a penalty anyway, but I just think it could have been that would not have been my decision in, if I was in the same situation as him is to try and force a penalty. All right, so I don't think he's trying to force a penalty. I think he is trying to take... Look, we know Tammy's a bit clumsy with his feet. <laughs> yeah, we, like we know that, yeah. Because number one, if he took a potentially a better first touch, I think he probably gets a shot away, even though Lascelles yeah. is there. And Lascelles is quick and a physical defender. I think he's still looking to take that shot. And also, let's not... Watch this in slow motion. Watch this at full speed. Do you think Tammy, in his mind, has gone, shit, I've got a choice to make. I either take a touch and shoot or I try and win a penalty. I think Tammy Abraham has literally just gone to get the ball and he's a bit clumsy. I'm not blaming him. I think he's still trying to get that shot. Tammy Abraham's like a proper forward. He wants to score goals. He wants to score goals more than anything. And Tammy Abraham doesn't take penalties. It's not like he's going to be on there. It's going to be the Jorginho that's going to hop, skip and jump it in. (sighs) I, yeah, I think I, I disagree with you, but I see where you're coming from. But I think if you yeah. watch it in full speed, there's no way Tammy has made that decision up. He's just trying to get his leg in the way and his body in the way like you would. If the contact comes, it comes. He might win a penalty. But ultimately, I think he's still trying to get the shot away. But Luca, what do you think? I mean, if I'm, if I'm remembering it correctly, the position that he was in when he was tackled probably wasn't the, the most amazing place to, to have a shot from, I think. It was gonna. It was gonna be tough, especially with Lascelles coming over towards him like that. But I think it was I def- just outside the six-yard box. I don't. I think it was a decent angle for him. To I think it was a pretty good angle. It's a decent. I can't remember. I just remember looking at that that head-on view of Tammy Abraham, like you mentioned, Odin, and just sort of kind of imagining what the what the angle would be like. But it's. I don't think he's gone to. I don't know. It's a really tough one, to be honest. I don't think he was going to shoot. It didn't look to me like he was definitely one hundred percent going to shoot, but he's. He's made a decision. He's made that decision to do it, and it's it's come off not very good for him, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not out for, hopefully he's not out for too long because in recent well, games yeah. he showed that he's quite good. So yeah, I think we'll just. I I can't give a hundred percent my opinion because it's so, kind of convoluted. I can't remember. So exactly. I think we're we're all disagreeing with each other. We've got an agree, a disagree, and an eh. Like I don't know. Uh, I just I don't think it's in Tammy's makeup to try and win. I don't think he'd try and artificially manufacture the con the contact, which I don't think he's done. Yeah. But I also don't think he's completely played the situation to try and shoot. But I do think he was still trying to shoot. Okay. I, I understand how that yeah. might not make sense. Yeah. No, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on, on this. I I when I first saw the tackle, I thought that that looks like a penalty. Then you saw the replay of Lascelles getting the ball, and you think, "Bloody hell, that's a great tackle!" And then, and then you see the other replay, and then I think, uh, my first thought was that's quite poor from Tammy. Uh, My my first thought was he's sort of put his leg there rather than Lascelles finding his leg. I thought it was quite harsh of Gary Neville to actually say that. I was like, "Really, Gary? Really? Is this?" Are you really going for that? I, 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 I agree with them, but... Yeah, I thought, I thought it was harsh to pick it out. But it's interesting, actually, because I saw that tackle and thought... Um, thought good tackle. Mm. But the Barnsley one, we looked at and thought... I thought the Barnsley one was a good tackle, but that one really should have been a penalty. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Lascelles one was fairly similar, but looked like a good tackle and probably was yeah. a good tackle. It, it was a great tackle. Yeah. 
And as I say, if, if you can't make that tackle in football, then we're, we're going down the complete wrong street. But Indeed. That was an interesting one. I wasn't expecting you to bring that up particularly, actually. It's been yeah. something that I've been, I've been staring on, bringing up, but I didn't know when to, but I've done it now. And we need some... Yeah, you've, you've caught me and Luca both quite raw there because neither of us have probably thought about it. Because yeah. <laughs> you didn't even put anything in the chat about it, so no, really it's just something that I just sort of—it's just something that I just sort of noticed. But I mean, we've got to look ahead now. Southampton on the horizon. What are we thinking? Be a hard game. It will be. Be a hard Southam- game. Speaking four, of Southampton, four, though. Oh, just say two former Southampton managers are facing off tonight in the Champions League with Barcelona and PSG. I thought oh that was God. the weirdest stat. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. I saw that on Twitter. It's the weirdest stat. It's so weird how two former Southampton managers are now managing Barcelona and PSG in the Champions League round of sixteen. You know what? When you first said two Southampton managers are facing each other, I went, "When did Klopp and Nagelsmann manage Southampton? Like, <laughs> what's going on in my head?" <laughs> Now, this this will be a tough game because Southampton earlier in the year was Timo Werner's first goals, Havertz's goal, actually played fairly well against Southampton to draw free all. Kepa happened. I don't know. If we can beat Southampton in any shape or form, it will be a big win for the team. It will. Because once again, and I know people will say, oh, yeah, but Lampard would have won all these games. Number one, I don't think he would have because we were playing so poorly. Yeah, Southampton is the, is a step up now. It's that first sort of game where you think, okay, Chelsea are actually making progress here. They're not just beating Burnleys and whatever and Newcastle's Spurs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you do forget about the Spurs game. You do forget about the Spurs game because it was so yeah. easy for us. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say so boring. <laughs> no. Oh God, Southampton. I don't know. It's going to be a real test. I beat. Do we want score predictions for Southampton? Goal scorers, score predictions. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait, hang on. I th- did we do predictions for Newcastle? Yeah. I, I think said, I said. I think no, I, I think, said that. Did oh, we no, do was predictions it? for Barnsley? Barnsley. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh. Never mind. I'm, I'm chatting Tosh. Well, I think we'll beat Newcastle 2 0. <laughs> oh, nice. Who's going to score? Uh, Werner and Giroud. Oh. I'll tell you what, no. Last night, I knew. I knew all day that Werner was scoring. Did you see all, Chris's tweet? All day. No, I did afterwards, actually. I saw it yeah. afterwards. I was like, it just felt right. It just felt right that Newcastle would be the team to let to let Werner, <laughs> to let Werner score against them. It just, it all made complete sense. However, I don't think Werner will score at the weekend against Southampton. Although he could definitely get him on the counter, which is interesting. Um, well, I mean, who? let's go with score predictions then. Who... Who who's scoring, and and what's the score going to be? Two one to Chelsea. Oh, we're going to concede. I think we will concede. Nathan Redmond's going to score as well, which will piss oh, me off. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say like Danny Ings or someone that's actually like. No, nah, probably Redmond. Competent, but maybe Redmond, maybe Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's going to score for Chelsea? I don't care. Rudiger. And <laughs> that'll give me some fantasy points. Rudiger and Pulisic off the bench. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I didn't even think of Pulisic. That's just completely that's the most random <laughs> score prediction you've had all season. But go on. Luca. Uh, I think I think we'll keep another clean sheet. I think it'll be it'll be tough, but it'll be one of those games that we uh that we control as the game goes on. I think it'll be uh I think we'll be 
I'll go two nil, and uh, I think Werner. I genuinely think Werner will score. I think this is this is his moment. This is this is going to kickstart his confident form, and he's going to score. He's not going to score a brace. I've decided that he's going to score one, and the other okay. person to score is going to be. Uh, I think, as Pilaquetta might score again, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go Werner and as Pilaquetta. Okay, I can't wait for both of them to start on the bench. On <laughs> um, I'll I, I tell you what, now that Tom said that we're going to concede, I can sort of see it. So I'm going to say a 3-1 dub for Chelsea with James Ward-Prowse getting a free kick. No. <laughs> clumsily given away by Jorginho on the edge of the penalty area. Not past Mendy. You don't score free kicks past Mendy. Oh, that's coming to haunt us. Um, I mean, it already has to be honest, but you know. Um, and I'll say, mm, hmm, I'll say Kovacic to get a goal. Finally, yeah, I can see Kovacic. You know, like remember the Matic goal against Spurs? You know, I can see Kovacic having one of them, having an absolute missile. You're off your nut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I'm going to say uh, Lewis Bate to score. (laughs) And uh, no, um. I'll I'll give the other two goals to Callum Hudson Odoi because I think he'll actually shoot in this game. He yeah. might actually have a goal. Um and then and then the and then the last goal will be a tap in from Reese James. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you heard. Okay. Cool. Reese James tapping. He's not the one crossing the ball in, he's the one whacking it into the net. Whacking it in from a yard out. From a yard out. <laughs> No, these are the wildest predictions I think we've had in a while. I am fairly confident none of these are going to be right. Fairly confident none of these are going to be right. But that's football for you. Nobody knows. Who knows? On that bombshell. Yeah. We really need to think of something that's not bombshell because it's going to get copyrighted by Jeremy. Um, uh, Jeremy's listening in. On that final whistle, that's ugly. I've, uh, I've googled bombshell synonyms, <laughs> but nothing's really. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Other words for bombshell, they're just really crap words. <laughs> On that double whammy. <laughs> On that double whammy, that is going to be the end of the episode. This is definitely, definitely. This is definitely, definitely becoming a thing on that double Tammy. On that double Tammy, that is going to be the (laughs) end of the episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will be back with a Southampton review early next week. Do we go on Saturday? I don't even know when we play next. Saturday, 12.30. Saturday, get in, right. We will be back over the weekend, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever it may be. And then Champions League next week as well. Might have to be a double header next week. Maybe even a double episode week. I'm excited for next week. Maybe we can get one out on Sunday and get one out after the Champions League. Who knows? Who knows? Hard working podcast. Oh, it's back, baby. It's back. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you. Bye. Bye.